Hey, my name is Kelsey, and this is When I Grow Up, a podcast all about the lessons we would tell our younger selves, plus the stories of everyday people in their extraordinary lives. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you get inspired and ready to take on the world. Whether you're starting a business, growing your empire, or seeking inspiration, I welcome you to the podcast. So pour a cup of coffee or glass of wine and get ready for today's episode of When I Grow Up. Okay, you guys, this week is going to be an interesting topic because you're going to have to just hang out for a bit because I could be a little bit of a contradiction on this topic and I want to give some time and space to explain why I think websites are really important, but I also think there's a caveat to that. So let's dive right in. If you are new to business or starting a business and you're like, hey, I need to have a website before I do anything else, I just want you to pump your brakes. Because here's the thing, your website that you create is going to ebb and flow and change and evolve so many times down the road that if you're brand new, you just need to start. What is the bare minimum you need to get started? You know, what is your product or service that you're offering? Who is your customer? How do you connect those dots? And oftentimes you can just do that through social media, which is completely free and it already exists. So if that's you, if you're brand new, don't even listen to the rest of this or wait until you get going because I just encourage you to just go out there and do it. Whether it's a brand new business, a new concept, an existing model, doesn't matter. If you are new to business, the first thing you need to do is just get out there. And whether you're, you know, creating things on Etsy and selling it to or selling it to friends and family, if you are a massage therapist who recently graduated, just start doing the work, start getting clients, grow that way. All you need is an email address and a social media and a way for people to clearly buy your book the website can come in time. But if you are a little further along in your journey or an established entrepreneur and you have a website, then pull up a chair, grab your coffee, whatever. This is going to be a good one for you. Because here's the thing. I've learned so much about websites. I've been building them and managing them for other people for over, what year is it? Yeah, over 10 years. I built my first website over 10 years ago. And I've learned a lot along the way and I've wasted so much time and money along the way because I really didn't understand how they worked and how to leverage them. So let me walk you through a little example. I know a good website works when people who I don't know are able to book appointments easily through my website with zero effort on my part. And they're my target audience. This happened a ton in my salon business and my wedding business. It got to the point where it almost was its own machine. And I just sat back as new clients came in the door. And the reason that worked is being super clear on who you're trying to speak to. Really, really directing people where they need to go, why they should choose you and kind of hitting all those marks in a very strategic way. And I'm going to walk you through that today on why that matters and how to achieve that in your website. So yeah, the goal is sales. The goal is to get people to book or buy, period. Yes, you're going to have different pages and resources and educational opportunities, but at the end of the day, you want people to buy your book. And there's a whole slew of other steps along the way before they get to that point, but you want to make it really easy and clear that that is the end game. 
So let's talk about websites a little bit. The first thing you're going to do when you look at your website, whether you're building one for the first time or you're revamping your existing, is I want you to really look at it and think about who are you speaking to? Who would be drawn to this? Everything from the colors to the words to the flow. Are they looking on their iPhone? Are they looking on their Android? Are they looking on their laptop? The, the thing is, most people look at websites on their phone. So if your website isn't optimized for a cell phone, it's really worth taking the time to restructure the flow of your website. I want to say the stat is like 90%. That lives in my head. I don't know if that's true, but it's a lot of people. Most people look at websites on their phone. Here's another thing. Most people don't hang out on websites for very long, which means the very first thing they see needs to quickly capture their attention and clearly allow them to take action. So I'm of the belief that it's important to have a button or a call to action in that top right corner. On the phone, it's going to be usually a drop down or, or sometimes a button, but just super crystal clear. Bam, here I am. Let's work together. That simple. That way, if they don't scroll anywhere else, they at least know where to take next steps and they can go right off that launching board if they're ready. Some people are going to be that ready if they stumble across you. The other thing is this. The website's not built for you. It's built for your target audience. And here's the other thing. It's not usually built for your existing clients. It's built for new clients. It's like a dating profile for your business mixed with the lobby of an in-person business. You know, it's where they get their first impression. It helps them understand you and who you are. That's why I think it's crucial to have a photo of you. If you're a solopreneur, small business, definitely have a photo of you. Even big business. I love snooping around big business websites and seeing the team and the leadership team. I think it just adds personality to the brand. So I'm a big fan of having real life humans that are connected to the business on the website. So that's number two, really just being clear on who you're talking to and having photos of you throughout the website. Not everywhere, but available for people to look. The other thing is the homepage needs to be like walking them through the woods. You know, when I first built my website, it very much read like from my perspective. I picked, again, back to hairstylist life, all the best photos of hair that I'd done, like the best angle that shows the braid off the best. And then all the verbiage was very much like talking about different brands that I was connected to or techniques that I knew. And it was very professional, but it didn't tell a story. People want a story. They they want to know why you and why they should come, you should come alongside them in their journey. It doesn't matter if you are a coach or a chiropractor or a massage therapist or a hairstylist. It does not matter what you do. The whole goal of a website is for you to come alongside them in their journey and solve a problem together. It's like a movie really unfolding on this website. And it doesn't mean to have a monstrous amount of text, but just have a really clear feel. People should feel something when they arrive there. I knew from my hair world, my website really ramped up and changed when I changed the perspective of my photos for one. I started really showing photos that had a feel, an emotion. You know, with weddings, I had photos of the bride laughing or the mother-in-law crying. Like I wanted each photo to have a feeling. And even though it wasn't maybe the perfect shot of my, you know, updo that I did, it showed a feeling and that's what people are buying into. If they wanted to look at your headshots, they can go look at your Instagram. They can go look at your gallery or something else. 
but people people invest in people and so they should feel a certain way when they work with you and that's what you're trying to convey on this website because again you're not really speaking to people who already know you you're speaking to brand new people and you're trying to have this conversation on the internet in real time and it's not live so that's what you're doing with it but my website really ramped up and improved so much when I focused my energy on images that created a feeling versus just stale stock images. Another thing was words, being really clear on the customer journey. So if they land on that homepage, what's the first thing that they see? It should be a beautiful photo that draws them in and a really clear, concise, almost like tagline to your business. You know, I love simplicity. I think having something just simple to the point that they can quickly capture what you do. It doesn't, not like Kelsey, hair, then that's about me. No, you need to make it about them. So maybe it's like, um, you know, living, you, looking your best on the today or every day. No, that's redundant. I mean, looking your best on the everyday or your wedding day. I recently did a website for a hairstylist who does in salon and weddings And that's her tagline. And I think it perfectly captures that. Like, I know what it looks like to feel my best. I know that feeling of confidence where I stand an inch taller, where I smile a little bit more. I want that feeling. Oh my gosh. And you can provide that for me, not only for like my everyday nine to five job, but also on my wedding day. Yeah, I want to find out more about that. So really capture them with that first initial interaction they have. It's just like dating, you know, like when someone is hitting on you, How annoying is it when someone's like, oh my gosh, you're beautiful. You're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. I've never laid my eyes on something more. Like that just feels redundant and it's too much. I think the most memorable interactions are when it's short and simple and unique, like be unique. So start there. And then as they're scrolling on that homepage, use that as an opportunity to really get a clear picture And if you think of it like a funnel at the end of it, you're asking them out. (laughs) That's basically what you're doing. You're asking them out. So from there, you communicate, you know, feeling your best, feel your best on the everyday or your wedding day. And then, you know, say ditch bad hair days or say goodbye to bad hair days, you know, really guide them through that journey. What's that problem that you solve for them? And then why you like, why do you solve that problem? And here's a great nugget I learned Um, Through Donald Miller, he has a book called Building a Story Brand that was really transformative for me in my marketing journey. But your job as the business owner or the person they book, air quotes, book, isn't to solve the problem. It's to help them solve their own problem. Yeah, I know that's a very different way of approaching it, but it's super important to look at it from that perspective. So when you're choosing your words and your messaging, it's not, hi, pick me to solve your problems. It's, hi, Pick me because I'm your hype woman. I'm your coach. I am here to help you navigate the rough seas of entrepreneurship. You know, I'm here alongside your your hair journey or the trauma you've had. You know, I'm here to help you correct your posture or say goodbye to back pain. You know, whatever it is, be really clear that your job isn't, you're not providing a solution for them. You're providing an opportunity, an opportunity for them to solve their problem. And find a way to say that in a pretty concise manner. It doesn't, these don't need to be big paragraphs. These are small little moments. That way, as they're quickly scrolling your website, because people don't spend a lot of time on websites reading. If they want to, we'll direct them there, but not everyone is going to do that. So have those quick little moments where they can quickly understand big picture what you do. 
And then from there, why you? You know, like a super quick bio. People don't care where you went to school. (laughs) They don't care what letters are next to your name, what credentials you have. I mean, yes, if you are a doctor, obviously you're going to write that. But I'm talking about maybe you have a specialty in a specific type of photography. People don't care about that. People care about an experience, a transformation that you're able to provide for them. So in your bio, having it really short, sweet to the point, a little personality added in there, a little um, example of the transformation transformation they can experience from you, and a little bit of testimony, just a tiny bit of like why you do what you do. That's The more in tune you are with that, the easier it is to talk about yourself, and that will resonate with your target audience when you're trying to attract them. And from there... You know, if you visualize that's a cute, cute little photo of you being you again with adding a feeling, making it energetic. Maybe you're laughing. Maybe you're drinking a cup of coffee. Make it like a feeling, like make it feel like they're hanging out with you from there. Map out the next steps. And to me, this part feels obvious, but it's literally like hurting cats. (laughs) These people don't know you. They're trying to get to know you. So be super clear on what happens next. You know, if they're trying to book a physical therapy appointment with you. Maybe it's, you know, choose your time and service, choose your time, take this assessment, choose your ideal time. We'll get back to you to schedule an appointment. Boom, boom, boom. Next three steps. Whatever it is, just be really clear on where they need to go. It takes away that intimidation factor. Imagine, you know, when you're a kid and you have to open, (laughs) I'm going to date myself here, but you open the phone book because you have to call like the doctor's office or something. How intimidating was that? Because you didn't know what to expect. You didn't know who's going to answer. What questions are they going to ask? What do I need to have prepared? It's kind of intimidating. The more we can take out that guesswork, it, it lessens the hurdle people have to take to book with you. And the easier we can make it, the better off it's going to be and the likelihood of them booking will be. Okay. So once we do that, we walk them through next steps, then maybe that's a great place. Now, if you envision the website, the homepage, maybe you're kind of towards the bottom. Maybe you provide some testimonials or maybe if you are a coach or a wedding DJ, someone with like a service where it's kind of a higher ticket item, maybe you have an opportunity for them to, you know, hey, do you have more questions? Check out my FAQ section here. Or hey, do you want to chat about this? Have any more questions? Let's get on a phone call clearly direct them to a next step that can help them deal with any apprehension they might have. Again, especially if it's a higher investment like that, where it's time or money investment. I think the more you can kind of get in front of that, be proactive and anticipate the rejection, um, potential rejection people might have, the more you can kind of guide them through their purchasing so that way they're not feeling intimidated. And these are these little nuggets. These are the steps that if you implement them in your website and you do it well, that's where the website can do the work for you. Otherwise, picture this conversation would be a bunch of emails back and forth. What do you do? What's different about you? What happens next? Um, what's the investment? Like a lot of those questions can be answered on your website through them scrolling through if you're mapping it out the correct way and making it really easy for them. Another thing to add, personal pet peeve, is keep your keep your menu minimal. You know, when you're Again, on your phone, usually you have a drop down or you have those three bars that indicate there's a menu with more pages available. If you have too many pages, people get lost. So keeping it super simple on where they go, what is the meat and the potatoes of the website? You know, booking an appointment or buying product, the homepage, which should direct to booking an appointment or buying product, 
and maybe a blog if that's of value. It should be pretty straightforward, pretty simple and easy to navigate up there. And then you can have some extra content on the bottom. Maybe that's where your about page lives. Maybe you have a blog and yes, you post every month, but that's not a huge pillar of your business. Maybe that lives down there. You know, really being intentional that way. If someone's quickly, they just arrived to your website, they're like, where do I go from here? Don't give them too many options. Otherwise, they go to one. It doesn't serve their need. They're out. You don't want to lose their interest. And the thing is this, if they want to find you on social media, they will. Make sure to have the links. I especially encourage having them on the bottom, have them direct link to the ones you're mostly on. Less is more. So if you're not on Pinterest, don't promote it. Keep it super simple. Hang out, you know, promote where you actually hang out and enjoy hanging out. But it doesn't. that doesn't need to live everywhere all throughout your page. Odds are they found you through social media and that's how they got to your website. So it's kind of um, redundant to have it plastered everywhere unless there's a ton of added value on your Facebook or Instagram or whatever you're promoting. But that's just a total side note. Okay, and another thing I want to talk about, testimonials. It's so, so helpful to have other people write about their experience with you and share that. It adds credibility. It is essentially word of mouth just on the internet. And oftentimes customers are better about bragging about us than we are. Like we don't really know the words to say or we're not the best at explaining that process. So I think it's really important to get some testimonials. And I have some advice on this. Don't just ask for them. Literally put together an email. Think of your like VIP list of clients and ask them to leave a review or testimonial and give them the links hey, I would so, I'm working on my website. I would so appreciate you to share your honest experience on me doing your wedding, especially if, you know, could you talk about the transformation or being really clear on what question you want them to answer. Hey, could you talk about my special approach to physical therapy? Hey, can you write a review about what you felt, like why you felt my experience was different? You know, ask them a question. Don't just blanketly say, hey, leave me a review. That's where you get reviews like, Kelsey's great. Like, that's not helpful. That's not going to, I mean, I appreciate that, but that's not going to turn, that's not going to convince people to hire me. They don't know what that means. So be really intentional. Actually put together the email. Say, hey, I would love, I so appreciate serving you. Thank you for being a loyal client for the last three years. I'm working on my website and it would be so helpful if you'd leave me a review. Here's the link right here. I specifically would love to hear your experience with X. You know, just be super specific. Ask them a question. That's going to help you in your website because once they leave those reviews, whether it's Google, Yelp, wherever, you can copy them and then put them on your website as well. It's a great way to benefit your business on both ends of the spectrum, not just the website, but also through those social media as well. And I think it's important to think, again, big picture, as we're looking at this thing, your website it has the ability to be the workhorse, but it's not going to translate and it's not going to work if you don't take the time and intention to really be thoughtful of how you lay it out and who you're talking to and be crystal clear on that. I think that's the missing link for a lot of people. A lot of people have a website and some of them like look really nice, but the big difference between websites that actually convert clients is this. They're really clear on who they're speaking to and they walk people through it so they know exactly where to go and what to do next. 
if you don't have a way for people, if you're an online or no, if you were a service-based business and you don't have a way for people to book an appointment, that's super clear. Even if they have to email you, if you don't communicate that, they're not going to do it. And I'm sorry, I'm the kind of person, if I can't book an online appointment, I'm probably not going to do it. So if you don't have online booking, I strongly encourage you to think about adding it in. You can plug it right into your website. It makes it so easy. And then if you're afraid of people booking the wrong thing, you can actually have a, a, a way to approve the appointment. So that way they can't, maybe you have to confirm the appointment. So the next steps would be pick your ideal time and service apply for an appointment, you'll receive an approval or a reschedule request in the next 24 hours. So really hold them to that level of expectation. That way they're not surprised if maybe they need to change the time or whatever. There's so many ways. Being afraid of not controlling the appointment is not a reason to not have online booking. There's so many ways you can modify them and control the controllables there. That way it's working really well for your business. Just a side thought on that. And also, if you're nervous about people booking the wrong appointment, that's on you. Have a section on your website that addresses what the different services are and what why they matter. You know, a great example is, again, in the hair industry, there's so many different color services. I When I build websites for my clients or I advise on their websites, I always have them start off with doing an audit of the services they offer. And oftentimes we end up kind of meshing a few of them into one because we realize the timing, the product cost, it's all kind of the same. The big difference is these different buzzwords. So maybe it's creating a name like a premier blonding. You know, if you're someone who gets highlights or balayage or foil, if you don't color your hair, don't be overwhelmed by this terminology. That's not the point. But you know, maybe Premier Blonding captures all of that. So then instead of having all these different subcategories, you just have one name. Premier Blonding's for the person who wants blonding throughout their entire head. It comes with conditioning treatment, gloss, all the things you need to walk out with healthy, beautiful, blonded hair. Boom. And with a photo next to it, boom, people know whether that's them or not. Again, back to this being your workhorse, you can really get in front of the potential emails you'd be receiving if you have these things addressed on your website. And it doesn't all have to live on the homepage. It's just having a clear path forward. And when I'm building these things out, I think it's important to start at the end. So if my goal is for people to book a photography session with me, work backwards. What what are those next steps? Okay, they're probably going to want to see photos. Okay, they're probably going to want to know my process. Some of them might have FAQs that they want answered. So map out back working, reverse engineering what steps you need to lay out for people so it's super crystal clear on where they need to go in that journey. And for you to really stay focused on end goal is for them to book. So how do I make that happen? And the last little nugget I have for you is this. Once you're done with your website, Send it to your mom or someone who's not the best at technology and have them navigate it. Because if they can't do it, you are going to be missing out on a potential ring of clients and it's worth making it easy versus making it pretty. And that's something that I really had to come to terms with. Again, your website's not for you. It's not for your existing clients. It's for those brand new people who their best friend referred you or they found you on Instagram or they were Google searching and they found you or maybe they did just find your website. But those are the people that you are trying to strategically attract. So it's worth spending the time and energy speaking directly to those people. I hope you found this episode super helpful. 
I love websites because I think it's a great way to get your brand and your voice out there and speak directly to the people you're trying to attract. And I just, again, want to remind you, if you're just getting started, don't let the overwhelm of building a website prevent you from starting. Just start. The website will come in time. And if you're a seasoned entrepreneur and you want a website audit or you're ready to revamp some stuff, send me an email at info at KelseyMarieKnutson.com. I would honestly love to look over your website. I geek out on that stuff. I think they can be done really well. And I would love to just provide that to you as a thank you for listening to the podcast. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll catch you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you for hanging out on this week's episode of When I Grow Up with your host, Kelsey, aka me. As always, I love what I do and it's because of you. Be sure to check out the website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash podcast for today's show notes. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now. Catch you next time on When I Grow Up.